Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager. And that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com x. That is strlegends.com x. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 493 of Get Paid for Your Pad. SDR Conversations. We are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Eric Mutter. And today we are talking about how 2022 will be a record year for US short-term rentals. What do you think about that, Eric? I think uh, a lot of hosts out there would uh, disagree with that statement. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I know where I stand with this, but uh, yeah, all I hear over and over again is uh, how bad the economy is doing. And I keep hearing uh, from this past weekend, uh, I heard a couple of hosts um, predicting that the market's crashing and that short-term rentals is slowing down. But based on the research, based on the numbers, that's not necessarily the case, right? Well, yeah. And well, this is why it's it's a really interesting topic because it's almost we're seeing like a disconnect on the yeah. one hand. And we'll go through the numbers and everything. We'll share the the links and the reports. On the one hand, we are seeing the data is telling us that overall, short-term rentals are doing really good, right? We're probably going to set the record year this year. We you can predict the future, but that's what uh, that's what the data is telling us. At the same time, there's also a lot of uncertainty around the economy, gas prices, increasing supply. So there's a lot of concerns. And at the same time, we're seeing the data is telling us that like overall, the short-term rentals are doing great. So it's almost like there's a disconnect. And I've been really thinking about this a lot. Is like, where does that disconnect come from? Because we also see some of the bigger players uh, in trouble, right? One of the topics that we'll touch on in this podcast is uh, Wanderjant, who went belly up. And they managed, uh, I think it was 830 units. So we're, we're getting mixed signals. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on and it's kind of contradicting. So in this podcast, like what I want to do is really break down like what's happening so that we can really understand, you know, what the situation is for the short-term rental industry and, uh, and kind of base our, our strategies on, on that going forward. So I would say yeah. let's start with, let's start with the recession. So we are recording this on mm-hmm. Tuesday. 
by the time you're listening to this, if you open up CNBC or Bloomberg or something, you'll probably know whether the US is in a recession or not because the, the GDP numbers are coming out this first day. And let me, let me explain real quick what, what, what a recession really is. All, all the word recession means is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Right. Yeah. So first quarter, we had a, a slight a one, one and a half percent minus or something. So this week, we will know if Q2 was a negative or not. My guess is it's probably going to be a small negative, which means that then there's two consecutive quarters, Q1 and Q2. So that actually means that the US was in a recession since January 1st, right? Because that's, right. when, that's when the first quarter started. So that's just two numbers, though. It doesn't mean that there's a massive crisis. You know, you could have like two quarters of minus 0.1 and it will be a recession too. Sure. Right. So, sure. so just the word recession, it, there's a lot more to it than just that word, is, I guess is what I'm right. trying to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you, man. I think as of right now, I'm not concerned about the markets, even if the, even if we go into a major recession in the future, I still think there's going to be a lot of opportunity when it comes to our industry. Right. I, I really do think like the, if done correctly, short term rentals can be in a great, a great investment through any type of market, specifically a recession. Right. So we may be entering into a recession. My money is that we are right. So when this goes live, my money is that we are in technically a recession. But what do you think are the fears or what are you noticing that the fears are popping up within the, the hosting industry right now? Mm -hmm. What do you think is like the narrative right now? Yeah, I mean, what I what I can tell from like the people that are reaching out to us over emails and the people that we talk to, there's there's three main concerns. Number one is the is the recession, and recession is interesting because as soon as there's talk of recession, like you know, it kind of feels like this this daunting thing that's like out of our control, and people associate it with like massive layoffs and you know all sorts of problems, which is not necessarily the case. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the last time we heard the word recession was 2008, right? And what that entered us into it. And that was a tough time for a lot of people, right? All around the world, we all got impacted by that. And we watched many, many companies go bankrupt. We watched mom and pops go bankrupt. We watched a lot of people lose a lot of things, right? But the debate right now is like, we're not necessarily in the same situation as we were back in 2008, where we're just coming out of one of the greatest you know, markets ever in history to where it's like, it's starting to slow down a bit, but there's no indicators right now of anything major. But outside of that, it's like we almost have some like PTSD with the word recession. Mm -hmm. So we're entering into the mindset of mm -hmm. like, things are going to get terrible. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Who knows? Like only time will tell, but it doesn't feel like it when, when we're looking at our bookings and our properties. And, you know, this weekend recently looked at a potential hotel to acquire and looking at their markets. I mean, their numbers and it's like every single month they're breaking records with their bookings mm -hmm. and their, their, uh, their revenue. And so I don't know. I mean, like, okay, so a recession is coming, but how exactly is this impacting the short-term rental industry? Yeah. Well, first of all, the recession in 2008 wasn't just a recession. It was like the Great Recession, as they call it, right? Yeah. That was a that recession was much more severe than recessions usually are, right? So definitely doesn't mean if we if we officially are in a recession right now, it doesn't mean that like 
the biggest investment banks are going belly up. It doesn't mean yep. you know the housing market is going to crash like it is in 2008. It doesn't have to be that that bad, right? Um, number two, and this is something that that I found really interesting. There's there's an article and it's called um, "Why Hospitality is the Best Place to Work, Invest, and Innovate Now and in the Years Ahead." And it basically talks about this uh, this hospitality conference that took place in I believe it was in New York in June. Mm-hmm where people from different investment banks and all sorts of um, all sorts of uh, people in, in the short-term rental industry came together and, and discussed the outlook. And what they are saying is that, yes, the economy might slow down, but, um, but their expectation is that the, there's such a strong underlying, underlining fundamental trend, upward trend in hospitality, uh, and travel that even though the economy might slow down, the short-term rental industry is still going to grow. That's mm-hmm. basically what they're saying. And just to read off some quotes, um, one person said, "The microeconomy of hospitality is decoupled from the macroeconomy." Um, another person, and this is uh, this is the head of strategic investment at Blackstone. Uh, Blackstone mm-hmm. is one of the biggest investment companies in the world. I mean, I just looked it up. They manage uh, almost a trillion dollars worth of assets, right? So the head of strategic investments of Blackstone's big party said, the fundamentals around hospitality are incredibly strong. We are looking at how we can invest more in hospitality. A couple other quotes. We do not expect an upcoming recession to impact the hotel and travel industry the same way last recessions did. And then the last quote I want to share is... Um, most travelers haven't begun to travel again. There's still a lot of untapped demand out there. So just to share some sentiment of, you know, and of these people at this conference. And, you know, these are, like I said, like these are people from, you know, major, major investment firms. Like we're talking JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley's, as I mentioned, Blackstone. So that's, that's their opinion. So they, they are saying like, yes, the economy might slow down, but the fundamentals and the underlying trend in hospitality is so strong that even though that in spite of that potential slowdown, we'll, we're still going to see record-breaking years in the next few years. So 2023, 2024, they still expect there to be solid growth. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we got to follow. <laughs> Tony Robbins talks about this all the time, right? It's like, you know, success leaves clues and, you know, understanding listening and learning from the players, the giants in our space and all of hospitality and and what they're gearing up for. Like we're seeing obviously companies in the short-term rental space being disrupted, but there's so many factors to that right now, right? It's like, can we actually connect Wanderjohn and they're closing up shop to the economy right now? Or can it be a a traditional startup story? where a startup company gets infused with a lot of money, expands extremely fast in a way that's not profitable and not necessarily scalable or retainable, and they have to close the doors because their model just does not make sense. Again, Mm -hmm. master leasing model at scale. We haven't seen this at a level where it actually makes scale uh, sense for a lot of these companies at scale. So we saw another one that just went under, right? With uh, Wander John. So like, is that the economy or is that specific company related decisions that they made that led them to shutting the doors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a good question. One thing I will say is that from the AirDNA report 
that I went through, it shows that urban markets are still lagging, right? So if you look at the, right. the markets that's, that have seen top growth, it's all like the, the medium to large cities, but not the big urban areas. Right, so right. I, I know Wanda Yant, um, You know, I'm just going through this article on, on Skift, which, by the way, if you're if you want to follow news in in the short-term rental industry, Skift.com is an excellent website to follow. They have really good news articles, and the the offers are very knowledgeable, so you can get a good inf- a lot of good information there. But Wanda Yant was um, their main markets were Phoenix, where they launched Austin and and San Diego. Actually, yep, yeah, yeah. They grew pretty quick out here. Yeah, and they uh, they raised what is it, thirty seven million, yep. quite a bit. They're trying to sell off their assets now to pay off their uh, creditors, which is interesting too. They had over two hundred employees. They operated eight hundred fifty properties. It says some with long term leases, so it sounds like master leasing was maybe part of their business model. I don't know if it was. All of it. But yeah, it's pretty interesting how they literally announced to their employees one day that they were quitting <laughs> the business. That's how it happens. Nobody man. really saw it coming. Yeah, that's how it happens. Just one day, just a letter to everybody. There's always just yeah. one or two people on the team that understand what's going to happen. Yeah. So I don't know, man. And then, like, on top of that, we're seeing a couple other companies, right? And we already talked about this uh, last week, but we noticed, you know, it's interesting how all of this happened at once, right? And this is what's creating the ripple effect in our industry of things being wrong. But like Vacasa and their situation that they're going through, uh, Avant Stay going through some layoffs and downsizing, but it doesn't seem like they're in trouble. Just seems mm-hmm. like they're kind of reshifting the way that they're approaching their business or maybe getting ready for a slowdown. And then Sonder, you know, what Sonder's going through mm-hmm. right now with their uh, valuation. So, are these the result of a bad economy or is this a result of scaling too fast, bad markets and getting ready for a bad economy? Yeah, I mean, my guess is my, my guess is probably the latter because it just, you know, if you look at if you look at the numbers, the, I mean, the data doesn't lie, right? I mean, I'm looking at the Airbnb report right now and, you know, rates rates are up, rates are at record levels. You know, I'm reading here growth for, for stays in short term rentals being relentless was up 21% in Q2 year over year, having already surpassed the pre pandemic levels in 2021. For everyone who's listening right now, if you want to read this article by AirDNA, AirDNA has really stepped up their game recently with uh, incredible documents and articles and all of this. So, this report we're reading is uh, uh you can find it on air dna it's their 2022 mid-year short-term rental outlook document yeah. or report so you can find it on their blog it's pretty incredible the details that they go into yeah just wanted to share that so so what did you find on the um you were saying the adrs well so the what i find interesting is they look at the amount of bookings that they have for the summer so that's june july and august and based on the amount of bookings that they had at the end of June when they created this report, they are seeing 12.3% more book nights for this summer than last year. And last year was a record, right? So, you know, so that's why, that's why I'm thinking like, how do you compare those numbers with 
with that one that you're out going out of business. I mean, it tells me that they, you know, they must have not been doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no, I agree with you. And it's like the other companies as well, you know, with Sonder and like Sonder obviously growing extremely fast, investing a ton of money and scaling. How well did they do when they uh, brought their company public? Uh, and their valuation, Vacasa is like, I don't think they're in trouble. And like the people that we know within Vacasa, they don't feel like it's a negative impact on their business. They're not feeling the company shrinking. They're not feeling, they feel like it was a strategic decision with the layoffs and closing down certain markets, mm-hmm. not because they're being forced to because the economy won't support them. So, exactly. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it comes down to just we're seeing the effects of our, our industry growing so freaking fast and so much money being pumped into it, seeing like a pandemic and how that affected us in a positive way, right? Like think about it. If we were able to grow that much during the pandemic when the world was shut down and nobody can travel or even like leave their home for a lot of the time, it's like even with the small recession coming through, it's like, I think we'll be okay. Obviously, we're not experts. We have no idea with the economy. We're just so it's not going to deter you and I to making decisions on buying more properties and expanding our company of Freewild, right? It's like to me, I'm excited about it. I want I, I see more opportunities arising. So yeah, I'm very uh I'm very excited about the market. I'm not worried about it. I think obviously everything that we're experiencing, especially in the States or just all around the world with increased gas prices and inflation and all these things, I think it was just kind of natural to happen at this point. And we're feeling it and it's affecting us. But man, I was in Ottawa this weekend and you know, the place was packed. It was unbelievable mm-hmm. to see how many travelers were there. And uh our property, I'm talking talking to guests, and it's like it's the first time that they're actually going on vacation for the first time in two years, right? People mm-hmm. are just now feeling it so in a positive way. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited about the market. I really I really yeah. do. I think I think our industry is in a good spot. That uh, kind of confirms what one of those people at that conference was saying, right? Like uh, a lot of, there's still a lot of uh, pent up demand, right? Because right. there's still a lot of people that have ju- literally just started to uh, to travel. And yeah, well, you know, the, so there was, you know, we started this podcast with, uh, there's free concerns, right? There's the recession is on people's minds. The gas prices are on people's minds. That's the second thing. And then the third thing is that uh, increase of supply. Right, which mm. which is a concern that comes up as well. So the second concern is is the gas prices. And I mean, Idlewild is a is a drive to market. So you don't feel like there's fewer people in Idlewild right now because because the gas prices are up, right? No, we're not seeing it at all. At all. For example, the hotel that I was touring this weekend, uh, I was talking to the owner who's owned it for seven or eight years now. And she said this is by far the the fastest growing year she's had. Uh, and she's operating at a 90% occupancy, right? Mm-hmm. And from my understanding, and Ottawa is not a big town, so everyone kind of knows each other. The majority of the other inns and hotels in that area are operating at the same same rate. And, and the reason why I'm comparing it to these hotels, when I say hotel, I'm not talking about Holiday Inn, Square Box, Hotel. These are these are cabins. These are you know very comparable to what we have, what we own up there. They're you know majority of their business is being booked through Airbnb and the Modern Traveler, right? So it's very comparable to this. So no, I don't I don't see it slowing at all. You know, I think during the summer, like we saw a huge influx. 
Of course, we always see a slowdown in September when kids go back to school. But as of right now, I don't think anyone's really feeling it in a negative way in those markets. Uh, same thing with Joshua Tree, the occupancy through the roof, Big Bear, Lake Tahoe. So those markets are doing extremely well. San Diego is doing extremely well, even though like they're they're going through the whole license issue here. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm. I, we've been pre- you know preaching this for the last two years. Like these markets are the markets to invest in right now. If you're a scale and management company or an investment company, like these drive-in markets, I think they're still going to be very powerful for the next few years. I think cities are going to be very challenging for a while to mm-hmm. understand exactly how to scale that. If you're focused at scale, if you're taking on a couple of units in, in downtown markets, like it's going to work and you'll be fine. Um, but these bigger companies that are trying to scale hundreds of units in these big cities, I just don't know how well they're going to do over the next few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know the the last concern is increase of supply, in supply, right? And that's something that uh, that's a valid concern because uh, one yep. of the data points that AirDNA has in their report too is that they forecast that U.S. supply of short-term rentals would jump 21% year-over-year in 2022. Wow. Right? So that's a pretty big number. Uh, It makes sense because, you know, demand is growing. So it pushes, you know, pushes ADRs up. I think think there's a lot of interest from investors, right? I think there's a lot of money that used to maybe flow into long-term rentals or other places that's going into short-term rentals because the the ROI is there, right? So it makes sense sense that the supply increases. But what Erdine is saying that the supply and and the demand growth are kind of like uh, balanced. So they're expecting that the occupancy is going to be relatively stable over the the next few years. Yeah, man. And to your point too, like there, there is a lot more investor, like the everyday real estate investor is getting more and more involved in short term rentals. You know, it's like everybody I know personally in the real estate world, the investment world, long term rentals, everyone has some type of portfolio in short term rentals right now. The biggest thing for them to, is to decide if they want to take on the management behind that. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't see it going anywhere. I don't see this, you know, of course, as demand grows for travelers. Those assets are there, but there's more and more people getting on our platforms. I just think this comes back to what we do. And this is what we preach in the Legends X program and what it's all about, right? It's like standing out in the crowd by being a professional company, a professional Mm -hmm. short-term rental host, right? Because the list it and forget it host, the hosts that are just... They're just focused on the dollars, is just throwing cheap furniture in and kind of doing their minimal to book these units that are not really tied into the hospitality side, they're not going to do as well as the companies that are true or the hosts, I should say, that are truly invested into themselves and their their experiences, their guests, mm-hmm. all of that. Investing in yourself to really become like a real hospitality brand, regardless of the amount of units, to me, those are the ones that are going to do extremely well compared to all the new people that are jumping into the platforms. Yeah, and that's something that uh, that that article that I shared from the conference. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said experience experiential travel is going to dominate lodging, right? So just renting out a space um, is going to underperform versus creating like real experiences, which is also yeah, a trend yeah. that's been going on for a while. I think as well, for sure, for sure. Cool. So um, so yeah. Overall, the future seems. Pretty bright in the short yeah. rental space, which is good. 
And you've been, uh, we, we opened up uh, class four of Legends X on, uh, on yeah. Friday. Um, so you've been already on the phones with, uh, with a lot of hosts. What, what are you learning from, from speaking to the hosts that are applying to Legends X? Yeah, it's pretty incredible. You know, we've had quite a bit of people reach out so far. And, you know, I've talked to, you know, I would say half the group that I've talked to so far, you know, they're running one, two, three, four units. And then the other half are, you know, running anywhere between 15 and 40 units, right? So like, we're seeing like very, what I'm noticing is that everyone, no one's really concerned about the industry as a whole, like everyone is still operating very, very, their their operations are very solid right now. Right, so their uh, their ADRs are good, their revenue is good, their booking rates are good. Everyone we talk to is looking to scale, and it's always the same challenges, right? It's like, hey, I got to this point, but now I'm like so deep in the day to day of my business that I want to grow, but I can't get out of the out of the weeds. So, how do you help me with that, right? So, but everyone I'm speaking to, they're super excited about their growth. The amount of people that want to get into tiny homes and unique stays mm-hmm. is unbelievable. It seems like everyone is excited about just even creating those being creative behind their listings. But no, it's, you know, there's a different energy right now. There's more professional hosts than ever that I'm speaking to of people that mm-hmm. just truly want to grow and not hundreds and hundreds of units, but want to grow real hospitality brands and what they're doing and really aligning with one of those three business models, right? The lifestyle business, the legacy business, or the sellable business. Um, mm-hmm. So it's cool to understand where everyone lies so we can kind of guide them in the right direction on what to build so they can uh, achieve that goal. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, for the people that are looking at this industry as something that they truly want to grow and develop something real and add units and hire people and and build the systems to get themselves out of it. It's like it, they're truly aligning with us and you know, I'm I'm excited for their future. So this class is going to be powerful. You know, we have a couple of awesome coaches like having Jorge in the class, like that's going to be un- unreal to be able to work with him in this next class. So I think we have we still have some seats available, right? So anybody wants to reach out and chat with me about the class and see if it aligns with them. You know, I encourage you guys to uh, send an application and jump on a call with me in the next couple of days. And we'll see if it's uh, in good alignment for your growth plan. Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, submit your application at www.strlegends.com slash X. It's a uh, a pretty simple application process. Probably takes about five minutes or so. After we receive it, Eric's going to jump on the call with you, chat to you about your business. And um, yeah, see if it's a win-win. That's right. That's right. strlegends.com slash X. That's it. That's it. All right. All right, man. Well, uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up. It's good to talk to you. And uh, any final thoughts? That's it, y'all. If uh, you know, if you're a CEO host that you know loves this industry and you're trying to either enter into it or grow it, just I wouldn't slow down. I would double down on this industry. I, I really believe in it. I personally want to grow for free wild. Like I was texting you all weekend. I'm like, I want to buy these hotels. I want to take over these properties. I want to add more units. Like I'm going all in on this thing. I am not concerned. Obviously, it's going to get more expensive economy wise and it could become challenging. But honestly, like there is no indicators right now that this industry is going to slow down. And uh, I just want to ramp it up. So I'm excited for it. Don't slow down. If you guys want to grow, you want to chat about how we can support you guys. uh, Send an application. We'll jump on a call and and see if it aligns. Awesome. 
All right, man. We'll, uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon. And for the listeners, uh, have a great weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, of course, with another podcast episode. We're nearing the magic number of 500. Boom. That's exciting. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you soon. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short rental professionals. Really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you are looking to grow your Airbnb business, then we have a great opportunity for you because we just opened up enrollment for our next class of our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program, Legends X. The program is designed to help you scale your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up time and really become the CEO, the owner of your business instead of the person that's doing all the work in your business. So you can focus on high-level tasks that really move the, move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. So if that's interesting to you, then check out sdrlegends.com slash X. Uh, applications are now open. And when you apply for the program, we're going to get on a call with you to really figure out if it's the right fit for you. We don't want to just uh, enroll everybody into the program. We're really looking for the right people people that we can bring the most value to so we're only looking for 30 companies um, we're almost there already uh, so we do have a few spots left um, so if you are interested in growing your business then uh, don't wait just apply that's really the best way to find out if uh, if the program is the right fit for you so go ahead go to strlegends.com x to learn more about the program and we look forward to seeing your application thanks for listening until next time. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.